So, Kevin Barker, I guess if you were going to write a Hollywood type of an ending to this game, you would take two guys who were going to the All-Star game and have them play significant roles in this particular win. Alejandro Kirk with the go-ahead home run, two-run home run, and Jordan Romano, who just found out today that he will be going to the All-Star game as a replacement, Jordan Romano. Uh, getting the save in the ninth inning. His 20th, the Jays beating the Kansas City Royals 4-2. Kevin Barker, the Jays are 50-43 and at the All-Star break. That's five games better than they were last year. The difference, of course, last year, that record was good enough to be only eight games back and in third place. It, uh, it, it, it seems as if when you look at this first half, it... it even with the record, it seems as if uh, it hasn't quite quite gone according to what I would say would be the best the best case scenario for Jays fans and for the front office. Yeah, there's a lot of expectations going into the season for them to win a World Series. It's just not to creep in and, and struggle all year just to make the playoffs. And that's sort of the way they've been doing. Again, the starting pitching's been better lately. And mm-hmm. you can tell when the starting pitching's better, it gives this lineup a chance to figure out how to score some runs. And, and you can tell John Snyder, he's aggressive. He, he wants to put pressure on defenses, even though it's Kansas City. Give Kansas City credit. They came in here. They gave it the old college try. They had some good at-bats on Barrios early in the game. Yeah, he made some decent pitches. He had some bad luck there, but you got to tip your hat to the Kansas City uh, lineup. They were doing a decent job. Uh, the lefty hit the home run. That's a good pitch. You know, it was just, uh, for me, the adjustments offensively, uh, we don't see it all the time. And, and that, for me, in the second half, has, has to change. Like, it, it's when you're facing a lefty, Jeff, and, and, and your buddies are all out in front, and they're rolling over, and they're hitting the ball to shortstop, well, do something about it. Like, maybe change the point of contact. Yeah, it, It's different for different people. Scoot a little closer to the, to the pitcher. That way you're making contact at a different level. Maybe you're hitting the ground ball to second base, and then maybe you're next at bat because you've made an adjustment. You let the ball travel a little bit more. Maybe that's a backspin homer to right center field, but consistently we don't see that. And, yeah, the all-star today picked up the team. Uh, Vladdy got on base there, and, and Kirk's just consistently having professional at bat after professional at bat. And, and i got to be honest with you, uh, I guess if you needed one at bat, he's probably the guy right now. Yeah, I would think that's uh... – I would think that's almost that almost goes without without saying. Um, he has been in the middle of just about everything good offensively for this team in the first half. He is going to the All Star game. Uh, the Jays will have a number of representatives there. George Springer not in the lineup today. He's not going to the. Uh, he has been chosen an All Star, but he's not going to play in the game. Santiago Espinal has been added to the roster. He will join uh, Alec Manoa. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the aforementioned Alejandro Kirk, and uh, and and now and now Jordan Romano. The Jays, Kevin, got a couple of runs in this game on uh, a Bobby Witt Jr. error, a couple of unearned runs. Uh, but a- as you said, there was not an awful lot going on uh, today for the Blue Jays against Chris Bubich until well until till he was out of the game, frankly, and and Wyatt Wyatt Mills came in and. Uh, Vladdy and, and, and Alejandro didn't waste any time. No. Well, again, Vladdy's 
I, you know, I don't want to say he's having better at bats. You know, I, I think he's staying through the baseball a little bit more, at least the last couple of days here, to give himself a chance to to hit a ball off the end and be rewarded because the length of the barrel's still there. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the the front side pull that he's had consistently all year. He's he's not had that in the last couple of games. But you know, it's it's the at bats when you're facing guys who who throw from an awkward angle and you're you know you hit on the same side as that guy's throwing it you got you got to do things like you gotta like Alejandro Kirk got the foot down I talk about this all the time get the foot down ready to hit velocity and adjust everything else and you could tell he had a little pause when the front foot hit the ground Uh, he let that ball travel because he saw it out of the hand and you got to clear the hips to not jam yourself on a pitch like that and he did all those things and yeah you know he's no longer we can't come on our show we can't come on this show and say he's the little engine at good anymore He's the big bad giant, Jeff. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is the text line. We uh, are going to be here until three thirty this afternoon. Take your calls on today's game. Take your calls on the Jays at the All Star break. Your surprises, your disappointments, your MVPs. What do you need to see? before the trade deadline from the Blue Jays as uh, they pick things back up starting on Friday against the Boston Red Sox. If you missed the news a little earlier, Kevin, the Boston Red Sox, Chris Sale took a liner off his hand. Bob Nightingale has reported that he has a broken finger. And wow. this is a guy who has just come off come off the IL. He was scheduled to pitch one of the three games against the uh, the Jays. That will clearly, uh, clearly not will clearly not not happen now. Four games since John Schneider's made the lineup move, moving uh, Vladdy into the number two spot, Bo into the cleanup spot, and Alejandro Kirk into the third spot. Kevin, your thoughts on what we've seen through four games against, admittedly, a, a Kansas City Royals team that was uh, that was missing ten regulars due to COVID restrictions. Well, I'm, I think you could probably say right now this time of the year, I'm not real sure it matters where they hit. You know, it, it's about making in-game adjustments. It's about doing the little things to combat what that pitcher's trying to do to you, and consistently we we really don't see that all the time. And, and right now I'm not real sure that matters where they're hitting. I, I will, though, say that Vladdy looks a little different just by trying to stay in the big part of the field. We saw that yesterday with the double left center. We saw him hit a couple of balls to right center. We saw that single there today up the middle. Like you can tell, you know, he'll take some pitches that he can't drive to try and get a pitch that's out over the plate that's a little elevated. He can get his arms extended. So you are seeing a little different approach by trying to stay up the middle the other way, which you kind of like that. If he does that, the more he does it because of the way he can hit, the average will go up, the average goes up. He'll hit more balls hard. He'll hit more homers. That'll help them win baseball games. Bo, again, you know, when Bo's swinging at strikes, Bo's doing things. When Bo's not swinging at strikes, you know, I don't really think it matters where he's hitting. But I do like John the way, you know, it's – been talked about that this is best for the team. He's went out and done this. I like that he's going to stick with it. Now it's up to the team to reward him for putting these guys in the right positions to succeed, and hopefully they can get on a little run here. It's nice to see the starting rotation now starting to fall in place and having some confidence and can make in-game adjustments like Jose Barrios did today. Yeah, it uh, the the Jays starting rotation going into today's game was on a nice little was on a nice little run. They'd allowed two or fewer earned runs in eight of their last ten contests. 
they had pitched to a 2.94 ERA in, among American League clubs since July 6th. Their rotation was third in ERA, second in WHIP, third in walks, fifth in opponents' average. The, you're right. In, in in some ways, in some ways, I think Bo Bichette needs the All Star break more than just about anybody else in this team. And in a lot of other ways, Kevin, I got to think that given the way the rotation's fallen in shape, there's some folks who may around there who may wish that they were going back out again tomorrow because there really is a good rhythm to that to that whole thing right there, now. There is, and if you look at the standings right now, the way Seattle's playing, the way they're pitching, they found mojo. They think they're good, and that's going to eliminate one of the American League East teams. Is it going to be the Red Sox? Is it going to be the Blue Jays? It looks like Tampa Bay might get healthier, and, mm-hmm. you know, Tampa does Tampa things. So it looks like it'll come down to either the Red Sox or the Blue Jays, and that starts with starting pitching and timely hitting. And if some one of their superstars can get hot and maybe carry them for 10, 15 games. Billy and Markham, you want to talk about the uh, Jays All-Stars? Well, not so much that. I mean, this All-Star game is starting to become a farce, and not because of the Blue Jays. I'd, I'd like to see them go – I'd like to see them go with the nine best players in the game on both sides. Enough with these 45 guys making the All-Star game. This is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, really ridiculous. You know, you're going to – this is – it's the same as every. It's the same with every All Star Game, Billy. They are what they are. They're for sponsors. They're for fans. I mean, yeah. there's don't get worked. I mean, there's no point in getting worked up about it. There's, there just yeah. isn't. No, I, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the purpose of my call, though. Okay, guys, with the Blue Jays, it's now time to get serious. You know, back at, at the beginning of the year, uh, me me and Kevin were the two guys that said this team can win the World Series or this team might not make the playoffs. Jeff, I think you were a little more excited about them winning it all, and I don't blame you because a lot of people were. And and so far, that's been exactly what it's been. This team started to fall apart when we took the first two games against Tampa Bay, and I said, okay, here we go. Tampa Bay is hurt. We've won the first two games. We've got Kikuchi start out of the way with the win. If we can take four out of five, we put Tampa Bay in the back mirror. In the back mirror. And then we just fell apart with some of the dumbest baseball that I've seen in a long time. This team has got to get it together, the mental side of the game. Teoscar Hernandez, I don't know why you haven't been benched a lot more. Getting picked off in extra innings, from not getting picked off, but getting doubled up on a line drive, not running Vladdy off of a fly ball that Vladdy basically had to go to the wall to catch. And then getting thrown out at third base when you never get thrown out at third at, uh, you know, uh, at the first or third out. This team has got to get their head in the game. It can't just be about the celebrations after something good is done. Now you're ready for a fix. This is gonna. This is gonna. You're gonna disagree with me strongly, but I think the back end of that dugout has got to be broken up. It has got to be broken up. They're not in the game, and those are the guys that are uh, constantly making the mistakes. Here's what I say we do. You ready for a whopper? You want a left-handed batter? You want bullpen help? You want another starter? How about trading our first baseman? How about trading him and getting all kinds of parts back? The guy in yeah, Washington that's, was... Yeah, that's not no, happening. Hear me out, Kevin. Kevin, uh, sorry, Jeff, hear me out. Listen, the guy in Juan Soto uh, does not want that contract in in Washington. Vlad is going to be the same way. And God forbid if we give him a big contract, 
He comes into camp 50 pounds uh, overweight. Billy, 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 yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy. You, you, have, you, you have Vladimir Guerrero under control for a longer time than you'll have Juan Soto. I cannot even believe we're having this discussion. I'm sorry, man. I just can't. I cannot believe we're having this discussion. Um, you know, it, it's not. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's it's just not. And as far as breaking up the that part of the dugout, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know about that, Billy. I, you know, again, I, I, John Schneider's taking control of the team now. John Schneider knows what's going on there. If he thinks that uh, it's an issue, it'll be an issue. If, if you know John Schneider, if, if John Schneider thought the home run jacket was an issue, they wouldn't be, you know, going with the home run jacket anymore. So, I mean, let's be clear, John Schneider. Thanks for the call, Billy. John Schneider's been given Kevin pretty much been given carte blanche here when it comes to this particular situation, and and uh, you know, let's just uh, let's see how, how it plays out a little bit. But I certainly don't think that. Um, you know, the mistakes that the Jays have made necessarily have anything to do with the fact that they're all down at one end of the dugout. It, it sure sounds like that, or by, by the looks of it, the way the lineup's been shaken up, that, that John has reign to do what John wants to do. And I'm with you. If John thought that the jacket or, you know, that little group of, of at the one end of the dugout is, is disrupting what they're trying to ultimately do at the end of the season, I'm sure there would be some changes made. But Man, they just took three out of four from Kansas City. You know, they, they probably shouldn't have the way they were playing, but they did. And sometimes good teams figure out ways to, to win games, even if it doesn't look very good. And right and now, Teoscar's, sort of, Teoscar's on a bit of a roll right now. He's been playing better. He's, he's been yeah. doing things. Like he's been hitting some homers. Like he's, he's got more power than anybody on the team. And when he's staying through baseballs and getting to that big finish and everything's connected, you can see what he's doing. Now, I'm with Billy. Occasionally, the baseball IQ is just not there. But when he sees – you know, it's funny, Jeff. I've been telling you this since you've known me. It's funny how whenever these guys are hitting, how much better other parts of their game looks better. They run the bases yep. better. They catch balls better. They run routes to the outfield better. Like just every other part of their game looks better. And Teoscar's no different. So I would assume if he continues to hit the way he's hitting, it's, they're in a playoff spot. I, I think we look at that. Is this a flawed team? Absolutely. We all know that. We've been talking about this forever. But right now they're in a playoff spot, and they got a chance of going where they want to go. You add a couple of pieces if you're Ross. You know, you, you should do a little shaking up by adding a, a different name to that group and maybe give John some other weapons to go to. Maybe they can make a decent run at this thing. Yeah, what Billy was talking about, of course, is the news out of Washington, D.C. over the weekend that Juan Soto has turned down, I, I gather, the last contract offer from the Washington Nationals in the range of $400 million. They are expected to trade Juan Soto. He's got a couple of years' control left. Look, I would think every team in baseball, if – and there's no reason to doubt the reporting. It's Ken Rosenthal. I'm sure every team in baseball at some point this weekend has sat back and said, okay, let's just, you know, what if? Like, how would we make this work? You would have to, regardless of, of, regardless of who you are. You, you're, you're getting a, a, a once-in-a-generation hitter. But, you know, the, Juan Soto is... is is as I think Jeff Passan reported that the uh, the comment one general manager gave him is it would be a Herschel Walker deal. And you think back to the Herschel Walker trade, you're talking multiple prospects and you're talking multiple established players for Juan Soto. So, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's an it's it's going to it's an interesting thought, and it's going to excite a lot of people around baseball. And as I said, I would suggest Kevin every GM in baseball has probably sort of looked at this, but um, yeah, I, I would I would just leave it at that. Well, you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't pick up the phone and, and at least make the call and ask, hey, I got this guy, that guy, and this guy. Any chance I got a chance of getting this done? You're either going to get a yes or no answer or eh, call me back in two weeks. Callum and Scarborough, you want to talk about Alejandro Kirk, who is off to the All-Star game with, as Ben Wagner told us during I the do. broadcast, a custom-made suit from uh, Alec Manoa's tailor. I wonder what that suit's going to look like. I wonder what the lining, you know the lining's going to have something special in it. You'd have to imagine it would with the season he's having. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I just, after watching the bottom of the eighth inning there, um, with Flatty leading off with uh, the single, I believe, on the first pitch, uh, what an incredible at-bat by Kirk to battle the count back to three and two and uh, just finish it off with that home run. Um, At the same time, with Jansen returning, and uh, the Jays desperately needing a uh, fifth starting pitcher or some bullpen depth. I'm just uh, curious where Moreno ever slots into this lineup and uh, why we don't flip him for an arm or two at the uh, deadline here. Yeah, that, I mean, Callum, thanks for the call. Look, there's organizational depth behind the plate. Um, there are organizations who don't have one of Jansen, Kirk, or, or Moreno in their on their major league team or in their minor league system. I mean, Kevin, I know you've 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 mentioned this about Kirk, and we know that in the in spring training teams, especially Cleveland, was you know, we're looking at Alejandro Kirk. Um, right now, based on what I saw from Gabe, Gabriel Moreno, I I think maybe unless somebody's willing to give you that tremendous arm. I think you need to take a little bit of a breath here and take a look at this in the off season because right now I like having Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk both here and and you know let's see let's see where it goes let's see where it goes as we head into the off season when it comes to moving Gabriel Moreno or anybody else but I I guess you could never have too much depth. That seems like a very important position because you've noticed how much better the pitchers look when Danny Jansen's behind the plate. Just everything he brings, the presence. Like like today, the the umpire had a big zone. Danny Jansen used that to his advantage. Could Alejandro Kirk do that? Maybe. Uh, Could Moreno do that? Absolutely not. So that's the difference for me is right now the Blue Jays are in win mode. And if I'm Ross Atkinson, it takes the final – a big-time piece, I don't even know what that would be, whether that be a hitter or a, a starting pitcher, and they wanted Marino to, to finish it off, you'd have to seriously think about it. Just because, well, look, of where you're, just because of where you're at and how your team looks with him catching behind the plate right now. I'm not talking about two or three years from now. I'm talking about right now. So that would have to be a serious conversation that you have to think about because you, you – you could actually go out and get you a veteran catcher that knows how to put the fingers down and can get you know a pitcher through a tough time in a game that right now Gabriel Moreno, let's be honest, couldn't do that. Yeah, it, it uh, as I said, it's an area of obvious of obvious depth for the Blue Jays, and it would make sense that when you're talking about a potential deal, you would you know you would deal from areas of depth, and, and let's keep this in mind too, Ross Atkins has not been afraid in the past to trade top prospects. 
And we saw that at the trade deadline last year with Austin Martin and Simeon Wood Richardson. We've seen it before um, They in, in, in the Matt Chapman deal. He is not afraid to move top prospects. It doesn't mean he's going to rush out and necessarily you know, do it for just anything. But if he sees a need that makes sense, not just in the short term, but in the in, in, intermediate term and maybe even the long term, a deal like Jose Barrios, for example, uh, the Jays won't hesitate to move one of their prospects. They've, they've, they've shown us that in the past. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, via text. The Jays beat the Kansas City Royals 4-2. They're 50-43 and 43 at the All-Star break. We'll be back to take more of your calls. This is Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. 12 is an ungodly time to play a baseball game, by the way. You don't like it? Oh, Jesus. Um... Anyhow, everybody else is still playing the Yankees and uh, Red Sox and Orioles and Rays. So these are the these are the standings as of now. The Blue Jays are 50 and 43, 14 back of the Yankees. They're in third place. Tampa Bay is 50 and 41, 13 back. Boston, 48 and 44, 16 and a half back. The Baltimore Orioles, 46 and 45. The Baltimore Orioles are going to hit the All Star break at worst with a 500 record. Everybody in this division, as we hit the all-star break, will be at 500. Something I don't think any of us thought we'd see. And I don't think any of us thought we'd see a 13-game a 13, 13 lead for the Yankees atop the division. Uh, but that is where we are. And again, that, that kind of puts everything into context. The Jays' record is actually better than it was last year at this time. But, uh, boy, it sure feels like it sure feels like they've got an awful lot of ground to make to make up right now, and then and in fact they, they're not they're not going to catch the Yankees. It's all about it's all about cementing that wild card spot as early as you can, and and getting yourself set up. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety Ed and Scarborough. So let me get this straight. Billy wanted to trade Vladdy for Juan Soto. You want to trade Bo Bichette for Juan Soto? Yes, um, I really do think the Jays need to reconsider, you know, their core moving forward. At the end of the day, you're going to have to commit $800 million to to Guerrero and Bichette, right? Mm-hmm. So why not commit 900 to Soto and Guerrero? On top of that, you're getting your left-handed bat. Espinal could move to short, who's actually a better defender than Bo, and you can get Biggio, although I know he's uh, not everyone's a fan of him, but another lefty in your lineup. So you get two lefties in your lineup. And a package around Bo Bichette, Moreno, you know, Groshans, Hernandez, Pearson, whatever it, is, whatever it takes, you have to do it, right? We already struck out on Jose Ramirez, and, like, I, like what organization, what other, other organization could put another package like that out there where you have a young star with Bichette, who I think could be Javier Baez 2.0, or he might be a 310, giving you 30 bombs a year, but we don't know. He's too inconsistent. 
right? So yeah. I don't I, like I, I'd really consider Bobachet or or uh, for Juan Soto hundred percent. Well, there's a couple of things here. First of all, first of all, service uh, in in not service time. Um, controllability is a bit of well, it's not really an issue because you're getting Soto for a couple of years but that is something that organizations will look at there is a value attached to the number of years of control you have uh, over a player you know look I think you've got to be first of all you you've you have got to hope that Juan Soto would be happy coming here um, you know it's, it's not a free agent but you're getting a guy with uh well, I mean, you're getting a guy who's basically—it's almost like acquiring—it's almost like acquiring a free agent. But look, to, to pull that deal off, you are going to—you are going to have to move. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get—you're not going to get Juan Soto just by emptying the minor league system. You're going to have to take some guys off your major league roster. And Kevin, you know where Ed Ed makes an interesting point is we've talked about this. It's going to cost a lot of money to get Bo and Vladdy signed. So far, there is no indication that progress has been made. Certainly, with Bo, Vladdy, it's a little different. Things to be, things seem to be a little, a little, a little quieter. But yeah, it's it's going to take a lot of money to keep those guys here. And quite frankly, you know, I'm almost at the point now where, what are you talking about? If you're you're, you're talking about buying one, buying out one year of free agency, I mean, I'd rather have had those two guys locked up last year. Or the year before, and, and and tried to buy out a couple of years of their free agency. I mean, you you get to a point where it where the multi year contract almost doesn't make sense for the team or the player. It almost makes sense for for the the team or the player to go year to year. Maybe I, the, the the conversation would actually you'd have to start with the ownership. Would the ownership be willing to pay? Vladdy, Soto, or one of the two. We don't even know if they're if they're willing to play pay Vladdy because they don't have to right now, or or they don't have to Good pay both. So why would you even start to think about trading for them? You would, if you could have a chance of trading for him, and Bo is who they wanted, and whoever else, you'd have to seriously sit down and think about that. Because he is left-handed, and that's what you've been dreaming about, is a legitimate left-handed bat that can hit somewhere around Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and that would be the perfect guy. But I would think the first person you'd have to start with, forget about what you'd have to trade for him, is ownership. Like, are, are you? He just turned down, if that's right, 14 years at 400-plus. Well, you're not, you're like not going to – That's unbelievable money. No, and let's, let's be clear. If who, whoever acquires – Unless it's the Dodgers or somebody like that, whoever acquires Juan Soto is getting him for two years. I I would be stunned if Juan Soto were to were to come to Toronto and decide he wants to stay here for seven years. After that, I I I, I really would. Uh, so that that's I think the thing realistically, if you're if if you're the a Blue Jays fan and you're you're thinking about the deal, you're you're going to have him for two years. And yes, I he's a, he's a, Great add to this lineup, for sure. We've talked about balance. He instantly gives you balance. But, again, it's about maximizing. It's about it's, it's all about maximizing that, that window of opportunity with Vladdy. And that certainly does it. But I just think it, it, it just seems like such a, such a, such a difficult concept to to grasp onto 
It, it, it really does. And, and it is the type of move that we'd expect to see from a team like the Mets or, or the Yankees or, uh, or the Dodgers. And the other thing people need to keep in mind, Kevin, is one of the things we've seen happen in baseball in the past five years is some of the really good teams have really good farm systems. The Yankees still have a decent farm system. They've got prospects. I mean, everybody, almost everybody's got the type of prospects where you could pull this this deal off. Maybe the difference, the thing that separates the Blue Jays, and this is why people are thinking about it, is the Jays have that combination of prospects and young major leaguers, guys who are already on the roster that you could put something together. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I still have a difficult time wrapping my head ar- around the whole Juan Soto, the whole Juan Soto thing. I, I really do. It would be tough because you'd have to give up a lot, and if you're only going to keep him a couple of years, that has to warrant what you would have to give up and what would it look like after the two years. Because if and you he's can't, not going to stay. And you can't risk making your team worse. Sale. You can't risk sure. making your team worse to get Juan Soto. You just can't. Dave and Aurora, you've got some thoughts on the trade deadline coming up. I do. I just want to say thanks uh, for being so good for the sport of baseball. You guys are great. Listen every day. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, Juan Soto, I think the last caller was uh, pretty off his rocker because he named all of the prospects that we could trade. But if you listen to Ross Atkins, when he first took hold of the Blue Jays, he said, we're going to try and get this uh, team to be a competitive team for years to come. And he was pretty mad that, Alex Anthopoulos traded all of his prospects to get that. That was Mark Shapiro. Mark Mark Shapiro was was uh, uh, yeah had a, had an issue with uh, with the way Alex Alex made those trades. Not Ross. Okay, but Ross is is uh, anyways. Well, so yeah, so I don't think we're going to try and get rid of all of our guys to get Juan Soto because if you think about what happened the last few years, we haven't really played in Toronto for that long. So we don't really know what this team is, in my opinion. I let it run. I see if we can improve ourselves uh, cheaper by getting guys like Dickerson like we had in the years prior. I agree, Sergio Romo, greatest Blue Jay ever, no longer on the team. Uh, (laughs) Maybe we need guys better than him, but we need guys to his level and not break the bank and sell Bo or Lourdes or anything. I'll let you guys talk about that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Dave. Uh, look, I, I, I think there's I think there are going to be a couple of moves made here. I think you are going to see some of those moves around the edges. It, clearly, you're going to see that. I mean, the Jays seem to be the Jays seem to be putting waiver claims on anybody who doesn't throw 95. So uh, I think you're going to see more. You're going to see more more moves like that. At some point, they're going to have to add that left-handed bat. I still, I've kind of come around to Kevin's way of thinking, though. I, I, I think Ross Atkins' approach is going to be, if I can't get that lights-out arm for the back end of the bullpen, then I'm going to get another good starting pitcher in here and try to, try to work things that way. Uh, but uh, yeah, there will be. I, I, I think there will be moves made at the deadline. I think there may. I think there will be a significant move made. I, I think there will be a player. Uh, coming in here, somebody of the stature of Jose Barrios. And I think the Jays need to do that because there's really nobody in the minor league system, there's no starting pitcher in the minor league system that is going to be up here next year and be able to contribute 
And this team's going to need starting pitching next year. Hyunjin Ryu's not coming back next year, at least not at the start of the year. Yusei Kikuchi, who knows what he is. So the Jays are going to need another established starting pitcher in here. And if they can get it at the trade deadline and it helps them this year and uh, in the years going forward, then then so be it. Well, there's, no, there's, well, there's no question that you need more starting pitching. Every, every team needs that. It's It's the here and now. How can you piece it together here and now? to get it to the sixth or seventh inning and pass it to somebody because you can see J- Jimmy Garcia all of a sudden throwing harder, ball's breaking more. Jordan Romano's starting to throw harder. Why is that? I kind of like to see that. The four days off here may help both of those guys. So if those two guys can continue to do what they're doing and maybe take the ball a little bit more, that would take the pressure off your manager, off your pitching coach, to try and match up for only two innings instead of four innings. So now that would not, you know that you can maximize what you got and and you'd be a better team and now Ross can go out and fill in the blanks and other places that he needs to do here and now and maybe in the off seasons when you start thinking about trading maybe a prospect to get that better starting pitcher or maybe that left-handed bat to add a little bit more balance and and just make your team better all the way around. I don't think they can do it now, but they can sure piece it together to make it look better than it actually is now. Kevin, one thing I did want to talk about today's game because one of the things that I think has been really consistent for the Blue Jays this year, I would suggest it might be the most consistent part of their game is their defense. We saw Matt Chapman make that play in the fifth inning, the uh, the, the strong throw to second base in the bare hand. We saw Jano and Vladdy again work a back pick. That's Vladdy's call. We know that now. He's got the freedom to put that to put that play on. Uh, and, and, of course, Bo makes that, that bare-handed catch. Uh, stab and throw in the in the ninth inning as well. The Jays' defense has kind of quietly emerged as one of the best parts of this team, hasn't it? Well, that'll tell you how much confidence that teammates have in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to make plays in big parts of the game. That was first and second with two outs, you, with, with a pinch hitter up. You're like, you you better make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, Vladdy gets the timing right, and he almost didn't. He, he was almost a little bit too late, and Dan Jan, Jano's trying to lead him there. It's not an easy throw. Like, you're, you're basically a quarterback leading a wide receiver in the biggest part of the game, and – for the teammates to have enough confidence in Vladdy to be able to execute that. Now, that that is the catcher can give that and Vladdy can give that. I don't know if we know who gave it there, but you got to have a lot of confidence in both sides there to be able to call that pitch that's a little elevated, that's a little way, and for Vladdy to be able to leave his position early enough to be able to get to the bag and make the tag, that's a big-time play. Matt Chapman, something special. What for me is special is the way he – contorts his body and throws from all these different arm angles and makes an accurate throw. How many people have we seen do that? That's not many. And it's very hard to be able to do that and get some oomph on it to be able to get it there in time and it be accurate and not put that uh, your your buddy in a odd position to be out of position and not be able to make the play. He, he's something special. So, yeah, the defense is, is – allowed the the coaches to put players in positions to make their team better. It's made their pitching staff better. It's made anybody that can throw a two-seamer better because now they can attack the strike zone that they have enough confidence in the left side of the infield that they're going to make plays and, and get the outs and not give the other team extra outs. Mike and Jackson's point, you're hoping that the Blue Jays don't just focus on the rotation or on that left-handed bat. You still want the focus to be in the bullpen, correct? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, just want to say, hey, guys, I've listened to you guys for a long time. 
My issue is is that it takes three great things to win a World Series. I think it takes a great lineup, it takes a great starting pitching, and it takes a great bullpen. And I think the Blue Jays have a great lineup. They have decent starting pitching, and they don't have a good, even a good enough bullpen. Um, when you're talking, you have like two or three guys that are the reliable out of the out of the bullpen. And I'm talking Jimmy Garcia. I'm talking Jordan Romano. And Tim Mesa, before he went on the IL, was kind of, you know, getting there or whatever, and he pitched well last night. But you have, you know, like um, Simber, yeah, he's pitched well, but I found that he's kind of a little bit of a toss-up every once in a while. Um, and then you have, you know, David Phelps, who I, I feel he's he's blown a few games for the Jays this year. Uh, uh, Trevor Richards, it seems like whenever he comes in, I, I kind of cringe, and I, I don't know if he's going to walk four batters straight or strike the side out. He's very inconsistent. Um, and before you guys answer that, I'm talking about the bullpen. I want to talk more about Juan Soto, too. I don't know about about mortgaging the farm. Like, I know the Jays are in a win-now mode, or they shouldn't even be in a win-now mode, considering they have these young kids that are, are, are performing fantastically right now. But to trade for someone like Juan Soto, who has two years left of club control... He's already turned down in excess of $450 million. To me, that means he wants to play where he wants to play. So for the Jays to go and trade for him, great. Sounds great. You know, you're going to have two years of him and that's it. So you're going to get rid of Bichette or you're going to get rid of Guerrero you know, you're going to get rid of Teoscar Hernandez, who someone was saying that Teoscar Hernandez mails it in. Okay, he mails it in, but you know he's what? He's only got day, it. You've, but he's got another year. Like, see, to me, Teoscar is an easy is is an easy is an easy player to move because you've tried to get a multi year contract with him. It hasn't worked out. He's a free agent after next year. I mean, I I I do not. Uh, if I if I get a if I have a trade. That brings in an arm that's going to help me. I don't think twice about trading Teoscar Hernandez personally. I oh, no, I don't for, think twice. For sure, I I don't think twice about trading for a bullpen. But what I'm saying is it's a, it's the package a, a prospect package that goes around, you know Gabriel Moreno and and Jordan Groshans and to package up with Bichette or Guerrero for Juan Soto. I wouldn't make that trade in a million years. Yeah. You have Juan Soto who who you know like. Like I just said, he's he's turned down four hundred and fifty million dollars. But see, to me, that's not even a, the issue. Is this if I bring Juan Soto to Toronto, can I do it without sacrificing stuff that is also going to help me win in those two years? Juan Soto doesn't guarantee you a World Series. So if I bring Juan Soto in here, but I have to move two or three players off my roster who are contributing then I got to go out and replace I have to go out and replace them so it's I mean it's there's so much involved in this deal that even if you operate under the assumption you have no chance in hell of signing Juan Soto when he gets to be a free agent and you're only getting him in here because you want to win a World Series in the next two years, you've got to make sure that you don't leave yourself so thin in making that move that you, you know you end up you end up in a position where you're not necessarily any better. But yeah, you do have you have Juan Soto in your team, and I don't know about you, but if the Jays have Juan Soto in their team and they don't go to the playoffs, it makes no difference to me whether they have Juan Soto or it's Vladdy Jr. or Bo Bichette. So like I, you're sitting I, I, 14 games back from the division lead. 
I don't think Juan Soto is a player. Yes, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic player. But he's not a player that's going to make you guys, like make the Blue Jays catch a 14-game lead to win the division because the wild card right now is so up in the air. It's so that's close. All, but but that's, all you're, that's all you're playing for, Mike, and we've got to move on. Thanks for the call. You're, you're playing for the wild card now. And, the, you know, the question isn't do we bring in Juan Soto so you can take a shot at the Yankees? No, the question is at the end of the, at the end of the trade deadline, are we better positioned to win the American league and go on to the world series? That's what you have to look at. If you're the blue Jays, I don't know, Kevin, I, you know, I mean this, this, Hey, this front office, I, if you told me they were going to sign George Springer when he was a free agent, I would have laughed. If you told me they were going to mm-hmm. give Jose Barrios what they gave him, I would have laughed. So who knows? I, I'm sure as I said, I'm sure every front office in baseball is is looking at the Juan Soto situation right now, and and um, you know, and and put some plans in place. But uh, yeah, I just I it's hard it's hard to explain the feeling I get about that. There are just some there's some players I can't see playing here, and that happens to be one of the guys. Well, I'm sure if you're doing your job right or correctly, if you're Ross Atkins, you make the phone call. And it's, it doesn't hurt to, to pick up a phone and, and call, and you can you can hear what what they have to say. If, if for me, if you just look at the Braves last year, the, the Braves for me won the World Series because they got some timely hitting, but they had really, really, really good pitching. Like, yes. like when their manager walked out to hand the ball to whoever they were handing it to, it was shut down. They were getting rid of people. So, for me, you're going to win a championship with pitching and defense and some timely hitting, and timely hitting is third. How's that? Uh, Jeff on uh, the text line, the best trade that Jay's ever made and it wasn't popular at the time was McGriffin, Fernandez, for Carter, and Alomar. Might be time again for a trade. This team is the most childish team I've seen play baseball since I started watching in the 80s. Uh, get rid of the home run jacket. Again, I, I'm reading that out there because I keep getting the, I, the the home run jacket seems to be, again, people are bent out of shape about the uh, about the jacket. MP in Scarborough says, what about Syndergaard at the trade deadline? I kind of, there's a that's name a that one. I would, that's, that's a. It's not going to cost you a ton. It's not going to cost you a big time prospect. Absolutely. I, and we've heard the Jays, well, we know that the Jays spoke, spoke to Syndergaard in the off season. Uh, that would make a uh, you know that would make a a certain amount of sense. Jude from London says, "Are these people nuts? No way you trade Bo or Vladdy." <laughs> mm. uh, and that's I, I imagine we'll we'll continue having that conversation as we get closer to the trade deadline as well. But the good news, Jays fans, is everybody they're having that conversation everywhere. I guarantee you that there are at some some place in New York. There are Yankees fans looking at that 13-game lead and wondering, you know, maybe if you trade for Soto, then you don't have to go out and sign Aaron Judge. And you know, every 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 fan base in baseball is going to be sitting down. It's going to be sitting down over the week and then coming up with deals to to, to get Juan Soto. Aaron Judge ain't going to cost you with the except million. with the exception of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Maybe I I can't imagine they'd be doing that. Charles in Jersey, what's up, Charles? Hey, guys, I listen to you all the time here. I'm a lifetime Blue Jays fan. Got hooked ever since the early 90s. But I know there's not too much time left. I have so much to say, so I'll try to... Go ahead. The main Go point. ahead. All right. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. So, number one, uh, initially when I called, I didn't even think about talking about this, but you guys brought up so many good points. 
I think uh, regarding um, trading for, you know, trading away our players now to, for Toto or anything like that, I think the bottom line is you have to look at whether or not the players who are playing want to be in Toronto. Uh, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, forgetting is, yeah, on paper, Juan Soto is better than Bo Bichette. I mean, nobody's going to argue on that. But Bo Bichette looks like he likes it here. He's, here. he's here with his buddies. You know, if everyone's complaining about everyone having too much fun, I'm not one of those. I'm not going to judge them. But one thing's for sure, you know, chemistry, chemistry is very important. You look at Vladdy, you look at uh, Bichette, you look at, at all the, the young stars on the team, and they're, the fact that they're having fun together, to me, you want to temper it? Okay, but that's, that's a big bonus. That means they like it here. You know, don't forget, uh, you know, you know, I'm not trying to cross-reference sports, but look at Kawhi Leonard leaving after the champ. You don't want someone who's just going to use us. I think that there's a very big value to having the long-term star here. I could see Vladdy being a lifetime Blue Jay, and I could see Bichette being a lifetime Blue Jay. But that, that's not my main point. I just wanted to throw that out there because mm-hmm. we all want to dream, but don't forget we want longevity. Um, my main point, and I know there's not too much time, but I want to know why the hitting coach uh, – Guillermo or Guillermo, however you pronounce his name. You know, Montoyo was fired. I think justly so. I mean, he's a nice guy, but I think that it was they needed the change. I don't know, Kevin, maybe you can answer this. Do you see what I see? It just seems like the Jays at times are very lost at the play. Like, they don't have a game plan. There's a certain regression from last year. Last year, you know, they were probably one of the best offensive teams. The stats certainly show that. And – I mean, I know the ball and, and all that stuff and, and, and offense being down across the league, but there's just a certain confusion. This team is one of the most – I've watched this for, you know, 30 years. They're one of the most confusing, polarizing teams I've ever seen. Mm. That You know, you look at the individual stats, and they're okay. You know, Teoscar Hernandez, two terrible strikeouts today. But his stats are okay. Everyone's having okay stats. But the, the overall approach at the plate – and I, I want to call I'm, – I'm sorry, but I want to call out – Martinez, the hitting coach. I think that John Schneider was, was stepping in the right direction. I think, you know. Charles, let's knowing... let, we're up against the clock. Let's let Kevin answer that, okay? Thanks for the call, man. Go ahead, Kevin. Cause, uh... Yeah, I, 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 I'm with him. That, that's a very educated uh, call. He's been paying attention. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I you, you see the – now, I, I'm by no means just saying that anybody should get fired. I've been fired before from baseball. It's not the easiest thing to go through. But you have seen regression. You have seen some approaches at the plate that will make you scratch your head, like today. You faced a lefty who's about 92-94, who's got a change up and a little get-me-over-breaking ball, who fannies out, long arm, rolling over to shortstop. You're good as lineup as everybody says you are. Why can't you make adjustment? We consistently say, see that a lot of the times. Now, I'm blaming the player a lot more than I'm blaming the hitting coach, but you would think when it comes to the game planning – there's too many people got too many voices a lot of the times in that, and you can overwhelm hitters. How's that? I think that is really well said. That is it for us today. The Kansas City Royals losing 4-2 to the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays are 50-43 and 43 at the All-Star break. Kevin and myself are going to be off for a couple of days. Blair and Barker will be back on Friday. We'll have Blue Jays talk as well on that Friday as the second half of the season gets going against the Boston Red Sox. So for all of us here, thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snack. Feature wild side, baseball fans.